Imagine yourself in a world before books. No printed material, no colorful magazines, no flecks or hoardings. It would be the worst nightmare for bibliophiles like me. Before books, almost all transfer of knowledge was by word of mouth. The only way to learn ideas, stories or skills was by direct personal contact with somebody who had either created them or acquired them from somebody else. However, now we are so used to living with printed matter in our day-to-day -day life from the prints on toothpaste, cereal packet in the morning and books at bedtime that we take it for granted. Hello everyone, welcome back to books.com Lit Gyan with me Subhashini. I have always been rather fond of books, but its history gave me goosebumps. So, sharing with you the facts about an invention that paved way to our information age. If a book had to be published 600 years ago, it would have been copied out by hand by a scribe in a monastery and probably would have taken months to produce. But thanks to Johannes Gutenberg, because of whom it takes only a few seconds to print a book. It should be noted that others in history claim to have come up with the idea of mobile type printing earlier than Gutenberg did, including a Dutchman and a Chinese inventor during Song Dynasty in the 11th century. In Korea too, a similar system is said to have been used in the 12th century. But for whatever reason, Gutenberg's endeavor was the first to be successful. Have you ever wondered what inspired Gutenberg to invent the printing press? What made this German man create printing press that had a revolutionary impact on history and the entire world? Let's know about this man who started the printing revolution, ushering in the modern period. Though my history books didn't provide me much information about his family or background, but from my research, Johannes Gutenberg was the youngest son of merchant Friele Genflesch Zualaden and his second wife Els Weirich who was the daughter of a respectable shopkeeper. He was born in a small village in Mainz in the valley of Rhine River on 24th June 1400. He had an elder brother and sister and gets his surname Gutenberg not from his father but from the paternal ancestral house known as Hofsum Gutenberg. He began to accompany his father to minting and learned to make gold coins at the age of 13. For nine years, he honed his skills in metals and acquired the expertise to create lead molds. In 1418, his father introduced him to a lawyer who was also a bishop named Nicholas. Through him, Gutenberg came to know about the disputes in church. Those days, hand-copied Bibles were rare and expensive commodities, and even the best scribes made mistakes, so there were disputes on whose Bible version was correct. Gutenberg was quite desperate to make money and with demands for books growing in church, he realized if he can devise a machine for making them, then he would surely make a fortune. Growing up in the heartland of wine industry, Gutenberg didn't have to look far, and with his previous experience at Mint, he realized that if he could use cut blocks within a machine, he could make the printing process a lot faster. No one exactly knows when he dreamt of building his printing machine. He must be in his 30s when he set sail to south to Strasbourg, which is 125 miles from Mainz. With his four friends, he began to experiment and set his printing machine. 
He had to do this secretly because he suspected someone may steal his idea and there was no way to obtain patent rights those days. He started working on a device that would make it possible to print text using movable blocks of letters and graphics. These blocks, when used with paper, ink and a press, would make it possible to print books much faster than ever before. He used metals that he was familiar with like lead, antimony and tin to cast 290 blocks of letters and symbols. Then he created a linseed and suit based ink of certain consistency. Being oil based ink, it adhered to his metal type better and was ideal for printing on handmade paper. His ink was primarily carbon but also had a high metallic content with copper, lead and titanium predominating it. If you look at the pages of the Gutenberg Bible closely, you will see it has a very shiny surface unlike the water-based inks. He adapted the wine press that allowed him to slide paper in and out of it and to squeeze water from the paper after printing. Johannes was thoroughly innovative. He continually experimented with printing, perfecting and altering his product. By 1448, he perfected his printing system. He tested his movable type machine by printing a Latin book on speech making in 1450. When this endeavor was successful, he embarked on his most famous project, the printing of the Bible. Though it is not clear when Gutenberg conceived the Bible project, but the work commenced in 1452. Gutenberg's press could produce 250 sheets per hour and so in 1455 he completed his 42-line Bible or B42 famously known as the Gutenberg Bible. The size of the paper was known as Royal and this book was acclaimed for its high-end aesthetic and technical quality. About 180 copies were printed, most on paper and some on vellum. Those days, most high-end books were written not on paper but on something called vellum. It is nothing but fine parchment made from the skin of a calf. Gutenberg too thought he would print his Bibles on finest vellum. But it would take 140 cows to provide enough vellum for a single copy of Bible. So imagine for 180 Bibles. They might have needed a staggering 25,000 cows. Paper was like gold in medieval times. Although the Chinese had invented it 1200 years earlier, it was still a new commodity in the West. His first edition of Bible ran to 180 copies, each containing 1,288 pages. It was just a black and white work. Then, each work was hand decorated by an illuminator. Borders were illuminated with foliage and other patterns. Illustrations were painted by artists. Space for these decorations were left blank in the printed pages. Every copy was different and unique with no repeated patterns. It was customized according to the pattern before it was bind together to make a finished book. This was very much appreciated by the elite buyers. Blue and red colors were used with letters either to make colorful pages or to highlight the holy text to emphasize its significance. The first copies of Gutenberg's Bible was displayed at the Frankfurt Trade Fair in 1455 and it was a sensation. Due to their remarkable quality, the books were sold quickly with some fetching as much as 30 florins, about three years wages for a clerk that time. He didn't stop with Bible, he printed the Latin grammar book. As of 2009, 
49 Gutenberg Bibles were known to exist, but of these, only 21 are complete. Others have pages or even whole volumes missing. 12 copies of vellum survive and only 4 of these are complete out of which one is of New Testament only. If you are interested in looking at the original Gutenberg Bible, it is available in New York Public Library. Before Johannes Gutenberg, there were only about 30,000 books in all of Europe. His printing technology quickly spread across Europe and by 1500, printing presses had produced more than 20 million volumes. The output in 16th century was an estimated 150 to 200 million copies. For next 500 years, his method of printing was used for mass production of books, making it economically viable for printers and readers alike. I can win the world with the mold of 26 letters, Gutenberg had once said. Ultimately, his invention made books affordable for common people, increased literacy and broke the monopoly of the rich on education. It played a key role in the development of Renaissance, Reformation, Age of Enlightenment and the Scientific Revolution. But it is sad to note that he did not live to see this tremendous progress. He was credited for his invention posthumously. In 1955, in New York Times, an article was published titled, Gutenberg Bible Makes TV Debut. It's over 500 years now after his death. And I feel it's most fitting that we pay tribute to this remarkable man and his achievements this month that marks his passing. He died on February 3rd, 1468 and was buried in the Franciscan Church at Mainz. I enjoyed bringing you this episode on Johannes Gutenberg and his invention of printing press. Follow books.com for more compelling and thought-provoking episodes. Please do share your thoughts and comments about this episode with me on my Instagram page or write to me at books.com by subhashni at gmail.com. Thank you for staying tuned till the end. See you in the next episode of books.com. Till then, sayonara.